0: Alright, welcome to Kitchen Open Late, the podcast from the back of house. I'm Chef Frosty. And I'm Chef Kwanzaa. Uh This is episode number one uh, of a podcast designed to bring you uh, perspective and stories from the restaurant world, uh, specifically the kitchen. I'm sure we'll get into uh, some front of house shenanigans at some point. Uh, so I'm going to start open- off with a story, story time. Uh, I'm going to tell you about the first time I ever cut myself, which I don't think you were there at the time, uh, working with me at the club. No. Uh, So, for context, uh, my father is a chef, uh, and I started working for him when I was pretty young, about eight years old, like for real. Uh, I'd go in with him on the weekends, I'd, I'd be working for like cheeseburgers and stuff like that we'll work for food. Uh, yeah, we'll work for food. <laughs> Only cuz I wasn't legally allowed to start working there. Uh, for legal reasons, I'll I'll say I started working for my dad when I was 14. I was able to get a job. And uh, I want if, if you've never uh, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, I don't care what how high-end of a place you are eating at. The kitchen is just full of uh, miscreants, uh, low Uh
1: I prefer the term misfits. <laughs>
0: misfits, certainly. Just a bunch of... I mean, cooks are pirates. They really are. They look and act like pi- they're just drinking and swearing, and they're all wet all the time. All the time. Uh, and so, just to give you a little picture of my life, I was, I'm a 14-year-old kid just surrounded by all these crazy, literally crazy men. I mean, my father... Uh, Went to culinary school. He was passionate about his job. Uh, He's passionate about his work, but still, it was just a group of just you know chaotic, crazy guys.
1: Did you actually have any ex-cons at? Yeah, 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 oh yeah. I know we had the um, what's the name that been to the insane asylum? Oh yeah, um, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My dad's
0: sous chef. guy named Josh, uh, he was institutionalized uh, and when they when he was put away, he at the time was stapling women's panties to his wall of his apartment. And I think he actually stapled a pair to his head at one point because he had a couple scars on his head. Uh, this is my dad's sous chef, uh, the second in command in the kitchen here. Uh, so I was a 14-year-old boy and I worked in the dish tank with these two guys, uh, Kenny and Wild Bill. Now, Wild Bill was uh, a—he was like a tall, gangly guy. Kind of looked like if you put a a human face on a skeleton without any uh, musculature at all, or or discernible meat. He was just kind of like skin hanging off of his skull, and he would—you wouldn't talk. He was kind of like Kenny from South Park. You couldn't really understand him. He just kind of was just, you know... <laughs> he would always laugh after everything he said because apparently what he was saying was really funny. Uh, and while Bill... So when the bartenders brought back their garbage, right? Like to change out their garbage cans. Uh, while Bill would take all of the bottles, the empty bottles of booze, and they would all have a little bit of booze left in the bottom. And he would mix it all into one bottle, and he would just chug it throughout, just throughout all at once. So a couple times a shift, he's doing that. And then there's Ken. Uh, Ken was the other guy I worked with in the dish tank. And uh, Ken had a colostomy bag. Uh, so I remember one time we did a buffet, and they had baked beans on the buffet. So whenever the pans came back half empty, Ken was just mowing down on these beans and uh, by halfway through the shift, you can just see his shirt starting to expand because he just has gas going into his bag. Uh, Ken also kept a salt shaker on top of the uh, on top of the dish tank because if food came back, he would uh, like if there was you know if there's a piece of prime rib that came back, he would just salt the hell out of it and eat it. I
1: mean, don't want to waste food. No, you
0: don't want to waste. I mean, you know, some of the stuff these people would throw away is like—I I mean, I get it. Right. Uh, and Bill and Ken couldn't taste it. I mean, this was back in the day when you could smoke indoors. Right. In in a kitchen, I mean, you know, all of the My dad doesn't smoke, but all the cooks who smoked—they'll be on the line, just cigarette hanging out. There were ashtrays everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you know, talk about now—you can't even be within fifteen feet of a building. Right. Back in the day, the fourteen-year-old me stand all these old like just hard ass men who uh who were just smoking cigarettes and drinking on the mm, clock right. and uh this is my introduction to the culinary world everybody
1: but i mean that that's that just goes to show you how much it's really changed yeah no kidding it was like the wild west i mean it really was working with pirates back in the no, day no i mean
0: it really was i mean this is you know what 20 years ago now which yeah. is kind of weird to think about right. uh but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty lawless back in the day. Uh, everyone kind of turned a blind eye to it. Um, but, yeah, all, these, all, the, all the cooks like to play pranks on the young, on the young guy. I mean, just because I was my father's son, everyone, you know, everyone outside of the industry thought I had it easy. They're like, oh, you must get all the easy shifts. You must, uh, you must be, you know, just, just get paid to sit around. I mean, that mm-hmm. was not the case. I was given all of the bitch work. And I was treated real shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the cooks like to play pranks on on chef's son, as it were, uh, like a good old college hazing. Exactly, mm-hmm. only with, with fewer rules than a college <laughs> campus has. Uh, now, now keep in mind, you know, nowadays when I when I cut myself, it doesn't phase me, mm. or when I burn myself, unless I burn myself pretty good, it doesn't really phase me. Mm. And and I remember seeing that when I was a kid. I mean, I remember my dad. One time dropped a knife into his shoe And he pulled it out He was a chef and he just pulled it out And then he pulled his foot out And it's just gushing blood And so he just crammed his shoe full of paper towels And stuck his foot back in And I'm like, "Osh, okay There's no no calling off sick (laughs) None of that Message received uh, Back to work my, my rub some d- dirt in it, get back to work. Yeah, because I mean, she should rub some grease in it, get back to work. My dad's sous chef, Josh, uh, one time he cut himself. And I just remember he, like, pulled his hand away. He's like, ah, oh, shit. And he just laid his thumb on the flat top to cauterize the wound. And then he went back to plating food. So, this is the environment that I'm in. So, again, in case you haven't worked in a restaurant, the rule of thumb is this don't put a sharp knife in dishwater. Mm hmm. Uh, cuz you can't see into it. Mm-hmm. Well, either someone chose not to follow that rule or they did it intentionally. Who who knows? But I reached my hand into some dishwater, and you know the feeling. And if you've never cut yourself like this, it's it's a very it's you just you're immediately aware of exactly what happened mm-hmm. cuz I closed my hand on the blade of a knife and I pulled my hand out And it's just – the water immediately turned red. (laughs) And I – it was pretty deep actually. It was a pretty good cut because I wasn't expecting to grab onto it. I was planning on grabbing on some plates or something. So I'm like, oh, man. So I walk over to my dad and Josh who are on the line and I'm just like, hey, I cut myself. And both of them didn't really pay me any attention. They were just kind of like, so? All right. First aid kits over there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then I kind of just grab onto the cutting board – and all that all was said was, Josh looked at me and said, "Oh, he's going down." <laughs> and I passed out straight up. Straight, like, all my like I, I remember they grabbed a hold of me and mm. moved me. Right. Basically, I woke up sitting on a like a stepladder mm. that they'd fashioned into a chair for me, and my finger had been bandaged, and staring down at me. Are all of the beautiful waitresses oh, bro, that I had such a crush on. Mm. They' were all like two to three years older than me, right. just you know, they were the seniors and I'm the freshman, and they were I just had such a crush on all of them. <sighs> and they were all giggling and just like, "Are you okay?
1: <laughs> oh poor baby <laughs> oh, bro.
0: And in that moment, I resolved myself. Yeah. In that moment I resolved myself To never Pass out from Cutting myself again Certainly <laughs> And now I mean shit I can cut my thumb off And right. More or less no. be fine Wrapping a paper towel Yeah I Put mean Put a glove on Yeah <laughs> there, there are no band-aids In the kitchen It's paper towel And duct tape That's how Cooks mm-hmm. bandage up Their Their wounds
1: Uh so like <laughs> we're, we're all like <laughs> Semi Field medics
0: <laughs> You have to learn How to tend to a wound quickly (laughs) because the owners and the front house managers, the GMs, they're not going to care that you cut yourself. You, you have an obligation to get things done. One of my first, uh, so originally I started out as a dishwasher and I, I, worked my way up to, uh, to doing all the positions of course. Um, but one of the first, The first day that I actually started doing salads at the the Beacon Club, uh, (laughs) we had a guy who was in charge of the salad department. His name was Bill. Not Wild Bill. It was a different Bill. Uh, And this was one of my dad's oldest friends. And he was a a bit of an alcoholic, to put it it mildly. Functioning Uh, functioning alcoholic. Functioning alcoholic, like all cooks are. He's a functioning alcoholic. Uh, All I remember is one of the other dishwashers came running back to the dish tank. And she's screaming, Bill's having a stroke. (laughs) So me and my dad and his sous-chef Josh, we all run over and Bill's on the floor. He's having a seizure. We're like, oh shit. I mean, he busted his head open. He's bleeding on the floor. And it was like a Friday night. Hmm. And we were busy. And tickets are just streaming in. Now, I'd had some training in the salad department on how to do salads and apps and stuff. uh, But I would never run the show over there by myself. So... Josh crams a bunch of, like, coasters into Bill's mouth and is trying to stop him from swallowing his tongue. My dad, who's a big gorilla of a man, is holding Bill in place so he's not flailing about with all this dangerous culinary equipment around. Right. And one of the managers comes back. And she's like, what's the problem? They said there was an emergency back here. She's staring at Bill on the floor having a seizure. <laughs> she sees a pool of blood. And we're like, "Hey, Bill's Bill's having a seizure. Call an ambulance." So she's like, "Okay, how long on tickets?" (laughs) So I jump up and I start. I'm standing over Bill, who's having a seizure. He's literally between my legs, stroking out, and I'm making salads. And she's like, "Well, who's on the line? Who's gonna like ticket times getting up there?" We're like, "Can we get a minute? (laughs) How much time do you how what do what does it take to get a break back here? God damn."
1: Well, I mean, I guess Bill was having a break.
0: Yeah, Bill, <laughs> he got to lay down. Bill was laying down for a minute. <laughs> they
1: actually
0: had the ambulance go around the back, and they told them to turn the lights right. off like a block away, so that way nobody got like was
1: concerned about what
0: was going, right. on. going on.
1: Oh um, man, yeah, that that is what the high end culinary world is actually like. Yeah, uh, this, I believe
0: this was a private dining club, mm-hmm. right? Like you had to pay a membership fee to eat here. You know a piece of prime rib was like 35 bucks for a small cut like you know this was a relatively you know medium to higher end operation uh these are the sorts of things that that go on in the kitchen um how, did, how so i
1: don't know if i know this or not but how did you how did you start working in the restaurant world i think i think technically my first food job was wendys i was trying to figure this out earlier mm-hmm. i think it was wendys and fish express which was like a i want to call it like a hole in the wall like ghetto fish fry place like we had catfish nuggets and oh yeah everything basically had crack seasoning on it like literally that it was delicious absolutely amazing oh sure um and then i think you recruited me to come and work with you at the beacon club so that was my first real like restaurant Restaurant job Not like fast food Or like quick food Or anything like that
0: Yeah so me and Kwanzie We met in high school uh, Mr. Lowry's class Biology If I'm not mistaken Was it biology? I'm pretty sure it was biology I know it was science something It was something science <laughs> Mr. Lowry was one of the Science teachers in high school One of the coolest Craziest guys you ever meet He He had a coffee addiction <laughs> Truly uh, Which I I still to this day Believe that he was just hung over. <laughs> Probably. Because if we came in, his head was on his desk, and he was like, we're watching a movie. It doesn't have to be... We watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith there. Like, it didn't have to do anything... If it had to do with science,
1: like, that was just a bonus. But, like... I don't ever remember watching a science movie in that class, now that I think about it. I think we watched Gattaca. Didn't we? I I feel like we watched Gladiator a couple of times. We definitely watched Gladiator. (laughs) We loved Gladiator, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: So that's how we met, and then, obviously... You know, I was working for my dad from a pretty young age, so uh, once Bill and Ken were too old to, uh, to keep doing the dishes, I had to recruit uh, from my social network, I guess. Uh, the Beating Club was my first, dishwashing
1: was my first foray into the whole thing. Right. Uh, Which is funny, because that was, that was also the first time I actually worked under you. Yeah. And I remember, remember the little test that you gave me, too. I was, I was actually upset. I was mad. And I was like, this, this motherfucker is testing me, isn't he? <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. Because basically what it was is like, this stuff needs to get cleaned. We're slow today. I'm going to be putting you on this cleaning job. I was like, all right, so exactly what you want. Do it as well as you think it needs to be done. I'm like, mother. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. I spent, what, like almost an hour down there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is one shelf. One shelf. <clears throat> like shelving unit. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was like, all right. I'm gonna clean the shit out of this I'm gonna clean the hell out of this whole thing And he comes down he's like Wow <laughs> Um, was like I don't I, <laughs> Yeah and I was Cause it, it wasn't Good enough yet for me It was like I, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to get I'm trying to get you know a couple of these spots I got most of the stuff done but blah, blah, blah. I'm like explaining Myself he's like no 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 That is far better than it needed to be <laughs> You could have been done a long time ago <laughs> Ah oh, man, yeah. Because
0: I mean, again, again, the pressure was on me mm-hmm. to perform at a certain level. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, my father—he uh, certainly mellowed out uh, as he's gotten older. That's Very true. But I mean, you know, he had he had uh, high standards. I mean, he was always the first one in, and he was always the last one to leave. Mm. He was always there for the busiest nights. He had one. I mean, we were closed on Sundays, but he still went in to do inventory and the order and all that stuff, mm. and then catch up on the dishes left over from Saturday night. And uh, he had Thursday nights off most of the time. Uh, Everyone really tried to rally to give him Thursday nights (laughs) off, which was the slower night. And even then, he was still there at like 8 in the morning on Thursday mornings. Mm. Uh, So, you know, the expectation was uh, high for me, so I had to bring that to everyone who was... Right, that you brought in. Yeah. And I
1: I, I understood that. I I couldn't... I didn't want to be like, oh, you know... (laughs) Especially being like The only black guy In the restaurant <laughs> That's I like, true okay, I don't want to be The one that's You know Lagging behind here <laughs>
0: We only had one Black guy at a time <laughs> true. We had Before you There was Mini Vinny uh, Who looked like Carlton From Fresh Prince Right uh, And then after you I think was Darren hmm. uh, He was there Right when I was leaving um, Yeah wow We only had one at a time <laughs> Yeah, we told yeah, him yeah It's like a, guy it's a, a wow. quota Yeah. <laughs> We're equal opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Here's our one black guy, everyone. Look at, granted, our clientele was pretty yeah. old. Yeah. Uh, we never had really spring chickens coming into the Beacon Club. No, well, Old, rich white folks. It was a bunch of old, rich white people in Kalamazoo, Michigan.
1: Right, and is out there unported, right?
0: Yeah. It was kind of out of the way. Hmm. Uh, quick history of the Beacon Club. It was a, originally a, a farmhouse. Mm. And then, during Prohibition, became a bottle house, which I guess meant that they could serve alcohol to rich people. (laughs) Sure, sure. Uh, And that's why it was members only.
1: Right, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Um, But
1: speaking of high standards, though... (laughs) Sorry, farmhouse? You mean (laughs) plantation? (laughs) Yeah. We're in Michigan, okay? We're on the north here. (laughs) Right, 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 right. That's why it was a farmhouse. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, but go go ahead. Speaking of
0: high standards, though, my father... Who was the, the the head chef was nothing compared to Shane,
1: oh, the GM, yeah, the Caper,
0: the Jean So we called Shane the Caper because his head he had a bald head, much like myself now. Uh, and your father and my well, my no, father's got like hair. Here. Yeah, right my father's uh, bald. Your father's bald. <laughs> uh, but we called it Shane the Caper because uh, his head looked like a caper berry.
1: <laughs> cap, 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 cap. Hey Caper. <laughs>
0: And also, that way we could talk shit about him, like, around him without him hearing. Because that motherfucker would come out of... He would spawn, like, a fucking no video way. game no. enemy, man. Like,
1: <laughs> just out of fire and Brimstone, too.
0: Seriously. This, again, talk about changes. Back in the day, Shane used to make the servers do
1: push-ups. I wish if, I would have seen that.
0: Yeah, if they fucked up an order, he would make them do ten push-ups every time they fucked up an order. Which is now, I mean, shit. <laughs> talk about abuse in the right. workplace.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... Yeah, he was – he had very high st- – he still does. He's mellowed out too. I actually – I've worked for him pretty recently. We're still in touch. We talk uh, uh, from time to time. Uh, I've never told him his name is Caper. I never will. Good. <laughs> uh, but he uh, he cracked the whip. But by the same token, I, I appreciated him because on more than one occasion, I would see him in – You know, if we got busy in the kitchen and we were short-staffed, he would definitely jump back there. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd throw an apron on over his nice – Button down shirt and tie
1: So was he front of the house or like a general manager?
0: He was the general manager But it was always kind of understood that Him and my father were at least equal Right I mean it always gets tricky in the restaurant world In terms of like who's in charge of what Right Uh, In my experience having been The head chef at a couple different places I always just want to be left out of the front of house business As much as possible yeah I don't care at all to have an opinion Mm Mm-hmm I don't really want my opinion to be voiced. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's enough shit to do in the kitchen. I don't need to worry about what the servers do. And the servers get away with murder every place on the planet.
1: Uh, (laughs) That is is basically always held true in all the kitchens that I've worked at so far. Every, Every restaurant I've ever worked at,
0: the servers... Can can get away with a lot And I know Any servers who are
1: listening to this I'm sorry But you know you do it Come on And and we're not saying That we don't have Our own realm of things That we can get away with But the margarine Is much smaller
0: Also Getting away with stuff In the kitchen Is, is a very different exercise Because yeah. you have to be you have to, If you're going to be stupid Be smart about it I've always said that <laughs> yeah. you got to learn you got to learn How to not get caught Doing something stupid Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've definitely worked in places where, they, you know, it's easier than other places, certainly. Right, right. You just got to know when and where people will be looking for you to be fucking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's usually not a lot of fuck around time. There's just too much to do.
1: Right, yeah. Um, I, I, I would like to go back to to the caper. Oh, yeah. Because, like, like we said, he did just spawn out of nowhere. And when... I, I mean, how long was I there? A Year, six you were, months. You were there for at least a year. At least a year, yeah. If not two, but definitely one. Right. So it was a fairly it was like a Friday or Saturday, something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it Pretty was a Saturday. It was like a Saturday
0: at like five thirty uh, yeah, or six because it was still light out. Yeah, it was still light out. It was like it. Yeah, it was. It was light outside, and we were busy. We were just getting slammed. Like now, now let me. <laughs> Just so everyone understands, the restaurant could hold at one time like 300 people. Mm, mm -hmm. So, on an average Friday or Saturday, you turn those tables twice, you're doing 600 people.
1: Right, yeah. You know,
0: uh, so we were just, you know, getting our asses handed to us in the dish tank.
1: That Um, was this all-day thing. Yeah,
0: because I think it was was getting close to like holiday season time maybe Mm -hmm. or something. I don't remember, but, you know, we were... We were open for lunch and dinner. It was definitely... It never stopped. It right. never stopped doing its thing. Uh, yeah, I remember that day very distinctly.
1: <laughs> so, so like we said, we're getting slammed. I'm in the dish tank. I'm washing dishes and everything. I'm, I'm busting ass. Straight busting ass. And I've got dishes loaded up in the dish tank. If you don't understand how a dish tank works in the back of the house, we have essentially like a giant wash box, right? We put all the dishes on the rack, spray them off, slide them into the box, close it down, and it... You know, suds it up, sanitizes it, all that stuff. You can only put one rack in at a time. Two racks?
0: Is that a two I, rack? I think it was only.
1: Wait, I was just a two rack. At the, yeah, yeah at the Beacon Club. I think yeah. ours was a two rack. It was a two rack, and then you can have them set up. You know, so I got two racks going. I've got other racks set up and washed. I can't do anything else at this point. So I sit down on one of the racks for like, I'll, I'll say like thirty seconds. Thirty <laughs> seconds. I sit down, I'm like, man, this is, I'm sitting there talking, and Caper comes back there, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> what, what, what? Seriously? You're, you're sitting down on a drive, I would just, like, just watch, nope, get out of here. Guess I'm gone, guess. <laughs> and I was pissed, because we didn't have anybody
0: else to bring in to replace you. Right. Like, it's like, you know we still have to do
1: all this, right? Can we, get, can we fire him after his shift at least? I just got, uh, and, and even though, even though he did fire me, I do still respect him because he he was a hard worker and he was, for the most part, reasonable. Yeah, he was fair. Yeah, he was fair. I mean, he, here's the thing:
0: <clears throat> Thanos was fair. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> he was definitely fair. He was just you know the fair kind of evil, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he would fire anybody. Right, for that shit. Exactly. He
1: didn't he didn't let s- shit uh-huh. slide very much. It was it was definitely nothing personal, so No, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> But it was just like man <laughs> <laughs> Oh Yeah, I've definitely I've uh, Where did you work after that? Um I think I went to Was that Old Peninsula? Yeah, Old yeah. Peninsula Pub. Yeah. I went there for a while. Um God in training. It seems like no matter what happens At least for me When I go to, At least most new jobs When I go to a new kitchen And I was like Okay we're going to have you Come in on a slow day Get some training in And then out of nowhere We just get slammed It's yep. like well You're going to have to learn on the fly Yep
0: <laughs> There's something it's, it's such a nervous feeling Going into a new kitchen Because mm. it's just First of all No kitchen is. I've never been to a place that looks like a kitchen on TV, where it's just warm lighting and it's just cold and dark. (laughs) And there's always a pipe leaking somewhere, Mm. and it's just. I mean, again, like all the all the cooks I've ever met are just like burly, like piratey-looking dudes Mm. who just are never happy to see. A new face because they're never quite sure what you're all about. Right. You're never quite sure, like, are you going to work out? Are you going to be here for more than five fucking minutes? Can you, can you
1: actually hang or is it
0: like... Right, we're going to have to hold your hand the whole time. Right.
1: Can you actually do these things? Do you think you know everything but don't know anything?
0: I mean, it's it's such a nervous feeling going into any new job, but going into a new kitchen where the whole team has been together for a minute, Yeah. it's, you know, it's, you definitely have to kind of earn it. Truly. You have to be, you know, you have to be tough, you have to be on, on your game. You can't just walk in and be, you know, just think you know it all. You gotta walk in with the tail between your legs and really earn the respect. It takes mm-hmm. about two weeks
1: probably to really yeah. earn the respect. Yeah, even if you know, even if you learn how the, how they do everything, getting that camaraderie is is an issue, and it helps to be able to drink. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because after after work, usually some places you know do a duty drink. But that's, that's how you start your bonding period. Yep. <laughs> and then you go back to the hells of fire, you know, the fires of hell.
0: That's the only time the servers are really on your side. Mm. Is when you really, you're, like, you're a new guy, because they're all just like, hey, hi, welcome to the team. They're all happy and perky and full of joy. <laughs> and the kitchen's just so beat down and sad. And you're optimistic. Mm. Like, maybe, maybe this will be fun. <laughs> no. And it's so you 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 get to know the servers a little bit, and they're all real welcoming. But then, like the 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 pendulum swings in the other direction after Mm -hmm. about two weeks, and then you're just like, I I hate all the servers; they're (laughs) all stupid. And then you really have to just develop the same hatreds everybody else in the kitchen has. But no matter what, nobody is the lowest man on the totem pole quite like a culinary school student. What I mean is someone who's only been to culinary school. Uh, yeah. Someone who who sees who sees the, the the chefs on TV, who sees all those TV shows, who reads all the fancy books. They want the prestige, you know. I've worked with a lot of them mm. in my day. They, so they go to culinary school and they've never worked in a restaurant in their entire life. Maybe like if, if best case scenario is like they, like someone in their family owns a restaurant, so they yeah. they, act, they actually do get the easy. Shifts right. And the easy way of doing things. Or they're, like, doing prep at home or right. something like that. Like, they enjoy cooking. <laughs> or at least they think they enjoy cooking.
1: They enjoy the act. Right.
0: And so they get out of culinary school, and they come in, and they got their chef coat and their clipboard, and they're just the perfect, like, coiffed mm. hair. Mm. And they walk in, and they just they stand out so much mm. compared to the tattooed, like... <laughs> beat up. Beat up, like, wife beater-wearing, <laughs> like... Just, you know, grizzled chefs, just unshaven, unkempt, (laughs) smell of booze and cigarettes. These guys stick out like a uh, a sore thumb, Mm. and uh, it does not take long for them to get that passion beaten out of them, (laughs) Uh, especially in the kitchens I've worked in. I can only imagine it's the same across the board because I've been in enough kitchens now Mm. where... They're pretty, the hazing process Is pretty much the same <laughs> And when that moment comes Where all of a sudden You're doing your training mm-hmm. And you just get your ass Handed to you out of mm. nowhere These guys can't They
1: can't hang What's going on college boy? Yeah no shit <laughs> Can not hold it? Come on Mr. Come on it's cold <laughs> on blue Let's go Oh, uh, did you get splashed With a little fryer grease You gonna be alright? <laughs> oh I haze the fuck
0: Out of people now <laughs> When they cut themselves oh, trust me That's how I learned That's how I I'm passing along The knowledge You know I mean because in culinary school, you you know you're doing one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. You know it's uh you know you got you, you make mm-hmm. you're making stock, so you're taking nine hours to make stock perfectly. Mm-hmm. And it, yes, it is arguably a better product, sure. Mm-hmm. And ain't how it works in the real restaurant mm-hmm. world. I mean, maybe in a Michelin star place, I don't know. I've never worked in the ultra ultra high end place. Sure. You know, we're we're mostly. Taverns, bars, grills, and pubs, pubs, fast food, occasionally that right. sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what it's like when you have a a, a Michelin star, star place right. and you got fifty cooks and all of them. You know, right. I'm the guy who separates the lettuce leaves. Like, yeah. I don't know what that's like. Maybe it's maybe it's better for you know the uh, the green culinary school students, but you know a lot because my dad went to culinary school, but he worked in restaurants before
1: beforehand. beforehand.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he came, you know, he, he started cooking because he wanted some food that tasted good at home.
1: That's fair. You know, mm-hmm.
0: uh, definitely blue-collar type of family mm-hmm. on my dad's side and my mom's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he, he worked his way up from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of other people who have been to culinary, like Josh, my dad's old sous chef, he went to culinary school.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. Uh, but, again, he, you know, he went through that hazing process and he stuck it out. Right. But I've seen a lot of guys, cause, you know, they would come and be like, oh, you you went to Le Cordon Bleu, chef, I want to, to stage with you. Uh, so, and For those who don't know, a stage is uh, a culinary term. That means we're going to use you for 10 hours a day for a week, so 60 hours a week, mm-hmm. and not pay you at all just mm-hmm. to see if you're up to snuff, just to see <laughs> if you can handle the, uh, the grueling schedule ahead of you. I hate staging. <laughs>
1: It's essentially, like an apprenticeship or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's
0: cool if you have never been in a restaurant before, but mm. a lot of places do a stage even if you've been around, mm. just to just because they can, because you know for whatever reason it's legal to just have somebody work right. sixty hours and do a bunch of bullshit for you. What's this called? And then they start giving people the week off. <laughs> hey,
1: this guy's here to stage. Ah, uh, interns. No, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like an intern.
0: Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's always fun to watch a culinary school. Newbie come in, and I mean, like they. I I think one of them lasted
1: half a half an hour. What? Yeah. Have you Have you ever worked with someone that that came from the culinary school place that actually made it? Uh, they made it for a little while. For a little while. One of the last
0: places I worked at, I had a guy. He was he was my he was one of my sous chefs, Hmm. Uh, and he. I mean, he wanted more than anything to be that guy who's who's walking around the kitchen, and walking around the front of house, and talking to you know, touching tables mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, in a nice chef coat with a big elaborate menu that he's taking all the credit for, while the mm-hmm. while the actual while mm-hmm. the actual guys are in back just banging it out. Right. He wanted that so much.
1: He wanted to be a manager. Yeah,
0: yeah. he wanted he well, he wanted to be the you know he wanted to be mm-hmm. such and such restaurant man. You know, he wanted mm-hmm. to he wanted the prestige that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, without having to work for 10 15 years to get to that point right uh, he was there he worked underneath me for a little while and he was there for about six months before me huh. uh, and then when I came in he was real I mean he was weird you know I've been I've been called chef now for a while uh, still haven't quite settled into it that's still weird yeah it is weird I don't I don't require it I never ask anybody to do it hmm. uh, even even recently in life I mean new people. Based on my background, the fact that I've, I've run a couple different kitchens now, uh, will call me Chef. I, I mean,
1: in all technicality, you have been head chef in a couple of places. Yeah, I mean, you, I've definitely. Technically, a, a chef. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. You just call me Frosty. Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Please. I don't need. I need anyone to call me Chef. Uh, but I've had a lot of people do, and he was the most. Everything I said, oh, yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. Yes, chef. Oh. I'm like, okay, bro, I appreciate Damn. that you've heard me. <laughs> But you can just be like, okay. You can just, you know. Uh, he, Heard. W- <laughs> he wanted so much to learn from me. Uh, all the things I, I knew. But the problem is, when you've been around for a minute in the restaurant business, and I really hope I'm not revealing uh, <laughs> too many bad secrets. Too many bad secrets, but when you've been around in the, in the restaurant business for a little while, you learn how to cheat. Mm hmm. You learn that, you know.
1: I'm sorry, not a exactly.
0: like you know how to finesse this. Exactly. I'll put. Okay, so story time. I remember one time when we were at the Beacon Club, the private dining hmm. membership required payment club that hmm. we worked at, uh, we had a visit from the health department. Hmm. Nobody's favorite thing. Nope. And uh, <laughs> when the health department came in, they went through the front. So they could call the kitchen and say, hey, the health department's here. Right. So we're all in the kitchen. It's the middle of the day. We're getting set up for dinner. You know, Between lunch and dinner is pretty much downtime when you can prep and get all, all your shit set up. So we get that call and immediately everyone goes into – I promise you this happens everywhere. <laughs> I promise you this happens everywhere.
1: Uh, also, let me, let me buffer this by saying all, all the things that we're saying – we, we make sure we put out good, healthy food. We're not cutting corners. It's, it's not like, um, what is it, Hell's Kitchen? Yeah. Or it's, oh, yeah, like it's Kitchen nightmare, yeah, kitchen stuff. Bar no, Rescue no, type no. of stuff. Yeah. No, like all the establishments that we've ever worked at, we keep a certain quality. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like to cut corners in terms of like, if I'm going to serve a customer something, Right. I want them to have the best quality food they can possibly have.
1: I would never serve food that I wouldn't give to my mother.
0: Exactly. Uh, what that with that being said,
1: health
0: the health department's walking in. Now, if you get close to an expiration date on something, the health department's going to call you on it. Mm-hmm. If things are of the wrong temperature, the health department's going to call you on it. Mm-hmm. That always gets tricky because I might just have made cheese sauce mm-hmm. and then put it into a pan to cool it down and then the health department walks in right. and then they temp it right. and it's way too hot to be in the cooler mm. okay well uh, great so we get the call and the health department's walking in and we have about a five minute window of them bullshitting with the front of house mm. before they're gonna come see us and we go into just Chaos mode. Everyone immediately starts ripping off date labels and replacing them. <laughs> and the trick to that is you can't you can't replace them all with the same date.
1: Right? You can't exactly.
0: you can't date them seven days yeah. out from today. Yeah. Some of them have to be five days from <laughs> yeah. today, three days today. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're if they're between two and four, you can maybe leave it. Yeah, you all have to look different. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it looks suspicious. <laughs> that night, we were going to be running uh, flame and Yawn specials. Hmm. So my dad's sous chef, pulls out three trays of filet mignons, which are expensive cuts of meat, and just slides them underneath the <laughs> ovens because they they were they were fine for that day, but they were definitely getting toward the end of their expiration date. Right. And they were all individually date labeled. We can't replace the date label on right. all of those. So we just slid them underneath <laughs> the ovens so that way they couldn't I see them. So. And you're like, I'm right, not going to serve these tonight, are you? <laughs> right. Oh, right. man.
1: Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of tricky stuff with that because it's like well this is good for today but if if they come in and they want to be strict about things like no you're gonna gonna get rid of that right it's like it's not it's not bad today it's probably gonna be bad in like two days but i'll be getting rid of it at the end of this night
0: right you have to to give them a very detailed syllabus of how exactly you plan on getting rid of this meat Mm -hmm. or this sauce or this whatever right in a very specific period of time and, you know, I always say this, too. I mean, to anyone out there who's ever worked in a restaurant, that mayonnaise in your fridge, is that is that date-labeled? I guarantee you the stuff in my right. fridge is more date-labeled and rotated than anything. You know, you got mustard from last summer that you're going to be putting on hot dogs this coming summer. You're not right. checking that.
1: like yeah. That know. sits in there longer than a week. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the health department, I mean, they're... They're on top of it. Mm-hmm. They're there to make sure the people are safe. Right. Which, sure, I absolutely agree them. with that. Uh, but I promise you, <laughs> any restaurant at all on the planet. Uh,
1: Again, maybe not the Michelin star. Maybe,
0: maybe. not the Michelin <laughs> star. I mean, on an off day, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. After the, You think, you know, after the holidays, a Michelin star restaurant's like <laughs> really at the top of their game. Mm-hmm. But that's why you're paying, you know, 50 bucks for mm-hmm. a piece of toast with avocado on it. <laughs> I mean, uh, the more you're paying,
1: the, the higher
0: quality things should be.
1: Also, they've got, like you said, the staffing, like 50 chefs on staff. Right. Like, I'm used to being the cook, the line cook, the salad prep. Yeah. The prep guy, the dish tank, fucking... Sweep and mop else. the front yeah. of the house, fucking... <laughs> Shovel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Plumber, electrician, yeah. <laughs> all those things at the same time. And honestly, you know, in my opinion... I don't trust Michelin star restaurants or grant. I like the, the higher end of places. Mm. I know I'm not going to have a good meal there. I mm. might have a fancy meal. Right. Maybe try like, but like if I walk into a, like a Mexican joint around here, right. Mm. And you can see into the kitchen. There's just a, like a guy in a t-shirt with a dirty apron mm. and a fan on the floor, <laughs> like blowing at him and stuff. And there's no right. front door. It's just wide open. <laughs> You're probably gonna get a good burrito out of that, right? Yeah. But you walk into a fancy place, we have to get like a like a dress code. No, ah, no. I'm I'm just not I'm not excited. I mean, I'll I'll do it for the novelty of it,
1: hmm.
0: but uh, I'm always a little bit nervous about something too clean, something too right. too natural.
1: But thinking of novelties, I can't wait to eat that gator. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
0: We uh, we recently discovered there is a. Uh, a restaurant here in Chicago that will serve you entire animals, animals more or less. <laughs> and one of them is a is an entire gator, an entire alligator. You have to call ahead. It's like a $100 a person. You have to have 10 people with you, mm. which I'm a little upset about because I'm like, can I just bring leftovers home? Right. Can't I just –
1: a lot of leftovers for I, just the two of us.
0: I don't care.
1: <laughs> right, true. I would freeze some of it. In a week, I guarantee you we could
0: eat an entire gator between the two of us yeah, 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 without yeah. any question. Right even then again you know the health department standards can go out the window if I mean at home yeah it's a fully cooked gator I can I can make that last seven days a full seven days and then freeze some of it sure you guys yeah. we got you got some wiggle room for that take some home to the fam yeah you know exactly. My
1: mom would love to eat some gator I'm sure you I can see your mother
0: <laughs> I'm surprised your mother doesn't just have alligator pieces laying around
1: <coughs> I, I wonder if she's had gator before because I know a couple of my cousins have. Yeah, I don't know if she has.
0: I mean, your mom's a pretty good cook, right? I mean, right. I, I find that most chefs come from somewhere in in the lineage. There's somebody who can cook pretty well. Hmm. Uh, I mean, just you know, home cooking. Hmm. That's always what I. That's what. That's honestly what I want out of a restaurant hmm. is home cooking hmm. done at, in a restaurant. Right. If it tastes, you know, like there's some soul in it, some right. some passion to it. The best food, the best Mexican food I ever had. Uh, came from a buddy of mine whose parents were illegal immigrants. Hmm. And uh, they, they moved to the States and they had him. And uh, you know, he went to high school and college. And when he graduated college, they had a graduation party. And they went all out. Right. Like they dug a pit in the back and oh, threw a pig man, into it. They like, pit baked it for like three days. Like, ah, man, homemade tortillas. Homemade, just like refried beans. Everything was homemade in this tiny ass kitchen, and it was so good. God damn! Oh, uh, if you could, if you could market that, I would pay happily to eat that food all the time.
1: What's the um? I should know this Chitlins Chitlins Is yeah. there any place you can go And actually get chitlins On a menu
0: Actually yes I actually looked that up Recently Really Because uh, I intend to Take a little pilgrimage To find some I was going to ask you Have you ever had chitlins Yeah <laughs> I don't oh, No that's fair that's I'm fair. not going to make An assumption <laughs> no, Make
1: an assumption Sure 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 No me and Troy Go crazy for chitlins I mean chitlins are great mm. All the All the
0: all The uh, all right. the neglected stuff Mm-hmm. Is the best stuff. I don't care. People always look at me in a weird way.
1: Pig cheek is one of the best things I've ever eaten. Oh,
0: cheek in general is cheek really good. Is so good. Any, t- any chance I get, if I get the chance to get a burrito with tongue, hmm. tongue is my go to burrito filling. Lengua, all the hmm. time. Back, you know, back home, there was a place, uh, Whitecock. Yeah. El Gallo Blanco. I've never been there. Ah, uh,
1: I don't think it exists anymore. No, it doesn't. Uh, they, oof, they had some good food. Either I went there once, or I went to the place that replaced it because it got replaced with another Mexican restaurant. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. Because me and Paco went, and I got just this big old fish, big Oof, old fish yeah. on top of rice, this full fish, yep. eyeballs and everything. Oh, it was good. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, could not finish it. <laughs> well, I
0: think I think that should be the topic for our next uh, podcast. I think that's what we're talking about. What uh, what cooks eat? What what cooks like to eat? Versus. What
1: they actually cook, right? Because those are two completely different things. Those are two completely different things. I yeah. want to flesh
0: that topic out a little bit more. Uh,
1: and I'd like to say, I think the the health department issues get in the way of the home cooking. Aspect. Oh, certainly.
0: No one's no one's investigating your your home kitchen, right? Uh, and I I love I love cleaning a kitchen. I like cleaning and I like cleaning the bathroom. I like cleaning the kitchen. I like the process of it hmm. it's, it's, also, it's like meditation It's therapeutic for me sure. uh, And also, I mean, especially if you can listen to some music and stuff. I mean, I've worked mm. in plenty of kitchens where you can't do that Oof! You can't listen to music You can't pull out your phone right. It's you're just sitting in the, in the cold, fluorescent light of a kitchen That is mind-numbing mm. You throw a little music mm. Or a podcast <laughs> Such as this one You throw that into the mix And all of a sudden you're having a much better time
1: Right, and productivity goes up. Yeah,
0: because I could listen to music for three hours and right. get some shit done. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't do that when around the house? If you've got to clean, you're throwing on some music or something right. like that. Something. All restaurant managers should allow, yes, it might take an extra five seconds to set up <laughs> your phone to yeah, play right. some music, but it's a very small price to pay for your, your employees being happy. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the servers always get music. Because they work out front Right And most of the time They get to pick it <laughs> Every restaurant I've ever Pretty much every restaurant I've worked in the past Three or four years mm-hmm. The servers have gotten to Be like "Ah, They have a say in it I don't like this song I want to put my <laughs> Can I plug my phone in And yeah. I want to listen
1: to well, Of course You're the server <laughs> I've heard Broadway Girls Too many times <laughs> <laughs> I've heard All Too Well
0: By Taylor Swift Yes Way too many times yes.
1: And that's, that's like a Ten, 10 minute, minute song <laughs>
0: It's like, God damn, man. How about this? That, that's like three of your choices all at once. Mm. Can we? Can I pick three songs in a row now? <laughs> no, it's just a whole Taylor Swift playlist. God damn it. All right, whatever. Well, then, of course, why are you out front? Why, maybe go back in the work.
1: Get some work done. Go back to your hole. Oh, there's
0: some dishes to do. And there's some cleaning. Uh, time to lean. Time to clean. Yeah, oh God, you man. know the difference between ordinary and extraordinary? It's no. that little extra. <laughs> that little extra... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, ever hear that out front?
1: <laughs> no.
0: there Ain't no time to lean, time to clean. No. Time, time to lean, to time my to my sit down, have, have a drink.
1: Sit down, be on your phone. Oh, jeez.
0: Take a break. Time to lean. Might as well have a break. <laughs> Might as well get some tips while you're sitting there, too. Why not?
1: Anyways. Anyways.
0: <laughs> uh, this this is the section that I'd like to reserve for uh, questions. If anyone who's listening out there has a question for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on our social medias, less tasted on Instagram or my less tasted YouTube channel. Uh, If you'd like to learn more about uh, the weird history of foods, or if you'd like to watch Mm. us try unusual things, visit us over at uh, less tasted on YouTube. And uh, if you have a question, uh, feel free to email us less tasted at gmail.com. Email us any, any restaurant related questions you, you have Uh, what's it like to work in a kitchen uh what how you could get into the restaurant business if you mm. if you feel like jumping on that uh I'd love to give anyone advice uh who is interested in becoming a chef. Uh I'd love to answer any any burning questions you have about what it's like to be in the restaurant world. Mm. Feel free to uh to shoot us an email and we'll happily answer all your questions. But uh I think we're going to wrap it up for today. This has been uh kitchen open late and uh Kitchen's now closed. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Peace. Peace.